Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by Gabriella Sedai. She could always feel the source there, now just out of sight, like the sun at noon over her shoulder. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded, and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the Dragon Reborn chapters 11 through 19. Mm-hmm. As we're recording this in the same room, man. I know. It's the first time we've recorded Heroes in the same room. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's crazy. Um, it's been a long time. We used to do this... Gosh, two, three years ago, all the time. Mm-hmm. This is how we started. We would be, we had the uh, the condo, and we would just like dining room table it. We'd, we'd you know, record our, our Game of Thrones, our Star Wars, video game stuff. All of it. I know. So it's it's been, this is this is kind of cool. And, uh, and, and also, I wanted to mention to folks, I did get a couple um, pigeons, as they are, uh, about just sort of like, you guys okay? Is it good? You know... The pandemic has everyone afraid that freaking out serious is really post. Yeah, it's because I was traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sir Matt's starting a new job, and uh, we've had a lot kind of going on there. So, but this is good. We're we're still going to be on on pace. Uh, You guys will just get get two episodes kind of closer together. Mm. Um, So this is the Dragon Reborn Part Two, and we'll get into Part Three later. Um, As always, be sure to stick around for the extended edition that's over on Patreon. Check that out. It's a lot of fun there. We we dive a little deeper. Uh, keep the mics rolling and get into some cool stuff. But before we do that, let's jump into this uh, week's sort of uh, episode. And how are you, though? I mean, you're here. I know you're okay. But... I'm good, man. Uh, I feel not just like not like tired, but I think it's just uh, you know the humidity here today just yeah. beating me up. Not used to it. Right. Not used to that humidity, and so I'm just like, just feel like it's. I don't know what it is it's today, especially. I just feel feel hit hard by it so right. you know you're when you're not when you're not used to that humidity and you come back to to ohio and or anywhere around the great lakes and you just start getting hammered with it you're yeah. just like wow it's just a lot it's just your body's not used to it it's different yeah it's definitely definitely different um i well i mean so it's actually today the last last week it was extremely hot 
Yeah. It was like extreme, like heat wave came through. And now things are cooling down a little bit. I kind of just am done with summer. I, 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 I ready I, for the winter. I'm, I'm ready. For, I'm honestly just ready for, for 2021, maybe 2022. I think we all are. <laughs> but I, I really just want to get to some fall days or whatever. Cause like last night it was like in the seventies. Yeah. It felt, it felt freaking amazing. It was, I was nice. Just like, yeah, it was really nice. Um, but the weather here in Ohio is, um, it's always changing. It is just always just like in, just in motion, similar to how in this series, like you just can't count on the weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the weather is always just kind of, kind of crazy. So, well, that's good. That's awesome. Um, we have been busy. We have been getting sort of caught up here. Uh, you're going to be here for what? Two weeks? Two more weeks? Yeah. So I'll be here till the 16th of August. And what is yeah. it today? Like the, the fifth? fifth. Yeah. yeah. So about 10 more days. Nice. Nice. So we'll probably get one more of these in mm-hmm. um, before you, before you head back, we'll get another um, Heroes of the Horn episode in. Uh, before you head back west, but yeah, I've been, we've been trying to stay up to date on the news and and things you know that have been going. There hasn't on. really been a lot of news, no. But there is. Well, we we do have one piece of news uh, we'll talk about here in a second. But just it seems like it slowed down there. It seems like we're getting it every week and every week and every week. But right. I think they said that you know I still don't know that they have a confirmed date. No, that they can start filming again, so. but they've but they've said um, we were hoping for September, which is actually later than I thought. Yeah. I thought they would already be back in production, but I guess not. So, right. so we're hoping for that. But yeah, so um, we can dive into that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's head over to the village council here and talk about some of the stuff. Um, just some casting things since right. the last time we talked. I, I think we were talking about. Oh gosh. Daisy Conger and a lot of the a yeah. lot of the parents in Edmonds Field, but there has been some new news uh, recently um, casting some characters I didn't think would actually be in season one, um, and that's kind of hey the the, the Tinkers man mm-hmm. the you know the Tuathawan yeah man. and uh, Aram is one of them so right, right. hey we're that's gonna, cool that means we're gonna get that so we are gonna see them. Um, you know, season one, my guess is probably episode, I mean, you're probably episode three, right? Mm-hmm, Cause I think, mm-hmm. I think that's probably when they'll be split up, right? It's episode yeah. three. So maybe, maybe that's when you, that's when you meet them. So that's going to be cool. That means that we're going to see them. I didn't, I didn't think we would. Yeah, I know. And, and actually, so we've seen the, some of these images. Uh, so like, for example, um, Maria Doyle Kennedy, we've seen her face before and she was, she was someone who we knew was cast. We just didn't know who she was playing. Everyone kind of thought maybe she was going to play like an eye, like one of the Aes Sedai or something to some sort of random, uh, you know, individual there in the White Tower. Um, Daryl McCormick uh, is is in there. It's cool. I mean, it is cool because I, I remember when we talked on the YouTube channel, we were talking about maybe they would skip over the Tinkers, move it to something later. We wouldn't really get to see them as much. Um, I still think they might be placed differently. Like I don't, I don't know that we'll see them. Because the idea is you hear that, that tinkers have even come past Emmons Field. So mm-hmm. you like you could weave them in much sooner. They could be passing by, we could see these actors right. or something, you know, just real quickly, and then they show up a couple episodes later with Perrin and everything, uh, which which would be wild. So yeah, the whole thing is too, you remember that that section, um, when Egwene is, is dancing, right? Yeah. And and yeah, her and Aram are are, are dancing and doing yeah, no, Perrin's a little like jelly and, and right. uh, not quite sure how he, how he feels about it. So just kind of, wow, that's that's a, yeah, he's a character who, I guess I can say this in the series, and I know we, we kind of try to we try to stay away from uh, spoilers, but 
you got to imagine the Tuathlon are going to be back around, right? I mean, yeah. They play a big role. If, if, they're, if they're important enough to be cast in the TV series, that should tell you something. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's the way you, you, you can look at that. Because there are some factions that, like, for, okay, for, for example, one of the other ones that we got was um, Basil Gill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the innkeepers. You're not going to cast every single innkeeper, but you are probably going to cast an innkeeper who does reappear in the series. Right. Yeah. It's just easier, and that way you can have the same person. Yeah, you right. want that familiar face. Right. So it's Darren Clark um, who uh, was, was cast as as uh, Master Gill, and I think uh, that's that's pretty neat. But yeah, I love that the two Authon are in there, and it actually is very, I, you know, I, I never thought that they weren't ever going to be in the series. I did just think maybe they would skip over some of that, or they would push it around, to di- you know, in, in a different right. part or something, or they would weave it in later, um, because their whole way of the leaf, mm-hmm. you know, in every way gate that we've gone to, you know, we've seen sort of like the mark, like moving a leaf around and things like that, so... There's, um, they're important. They're, they're really important to the series and they're, yeah, like their whole back, they're, they're kind of mysterious to us right, right now. Like they're looking for the song, right? They're looking for these things. They're traveling. Um, they fix things and they're these, our characters. So Perrin, Matt and Rand, right? Are in this way of life that is like, they're in a war. They're yeah. in this battle. And actually at the beginning of the Dragon Reborn, we had one of the traveling people show up to see, uh, Moraine, right? And she ends up dying. And it's just like crazy. And Perrin so wants to protect those people, but then also he's frustrated with their way of life because how can you, you know, what are you going to do? That that way of life, how does that protect anybody or, or, or do anything to stop the darkness or the Trollocs that are coming, you know? And so it, it, you need that group to kind of show what our other characters are struggling with. It, it, it just kind of helps to to highlight that, I guess. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Now, something else, um, I've got another link in there if you want to click on it. It is, let's see where it's at here. Uh, Adam, uh, let's see, Whitehead, I believe, kind of did. Uh, right. He was over on Dragon Mount. Uh, he does some writing there. He's a, he's a blogger. Uh, let's see. Was talking about this Min, Elaine, and Dana, which we talked about last time. We talked about who could that be. Right. Uh, you brought up, like, instead of Dane Bornhold. You know, you were talking about Dana, possibly. Right, which is something he talks about in this, In this, yeah. Which I just think is, it's so, you know, there is no, I mean, who, like, like you know, who is that I'm still kind of mystified, and what he what he highlights, because I hadn't read this exactly, um, but he, he brings up the idea, and I know you said this is, you know, we said this last time, but Els Grinwell, and I keep thinking more about why they would change those characters that have names that sound really similar. Mm-hmm. Remember you said, I think you were talking about Lord of the Rings and it's just like, it you gets know, confusing. It gets really confusing. They so, do that in, in game of Thrones. They do that. There's a character. Um, you have Osha who's right. she's like a wildling. Right. Then you have Asha Greyjoy, Right. And in the TV show, they renamed her to Yara. So just to avoid confusion. Right. Yeah. And so I guess is there, um, another thing though, I was reading his article and he, he even talks, he hints at that perhaps, House Trakan might not even be <laughs> like they might be changing some of that. They might be changing. I mean, they're going to have to change some stuff. Like a, at some I, point, we're going to. I mean, there's going to there's going to be something that's cut out. Right. It's just like you're. Otherwise, I'm, the pacing of this will be like a sprint. I mean, like so outrageously fast. Right. Right. And so it's like the the weird thing is is men being MIA or missing is one thing. I know she does a lot for the symbols and and she can you know tell us sort of 
what's up. We make some, we do some foreshadowing, prophecy, whatever. Um, but when you throw out like Elaine and her mother, the Queen of Andor, I mean, I don't think they're actually going to do that. I think maybe it's just like there's possibly going to be some changes to it, maybe. Right. Um, but it was interesting. I was kind of shocked to uh, to see his article. So I'll leave a, a link for this, or if you guys are interested in this, this is on DragonMount.com. Go there. It's one of their most uh, recent articles where they've been trying to keep up on. It's really just show speculation. Uh, they're looking at casting announcements, who's been cast, who hasn't been cast, and what do those things mean. So I, I it's it's uh it's it's pretty neat, and it's all we have right now. So mm. you know, that's that's kind of where we're at, but. Those are the big updates. I think the Tuatha on it's really cool. Really looking forward to that. That was a, it. Was just a surprise. I just I just thought, I just thought you know, for season one, I think you could skip over them. Yeah, but I guess not. I guess we're gonna do it. Yeah, I I I hear you. I just it's okay. How about this? So it's really hard when you let's say you have someone who just shows up briefly in the begin like the first couple books but you know they play such a huge role later, later on later on like is that how far ahead they're thinking are they trying to get someone with like a limited contract for season 1 saying it's going to grow to something else but we want to cast you now sometimes that backfires because you cast someone and then you have to um, change it yeah like like Dario <laughs> Naharis right in in Game of Thrones and stuff yeah I mean, that that was a little more of a botch just because once he shows up, he's in it, and they just changed him after the season for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. But you look at somebody like you look at. I think some, I think the best example in Game of Thrones is the Mountain, right? Who's cast three different times. Yeah. Um. And you know when he shows up in season one, he's just an attorney. He loses and he kills a horse, right? Uh. And so he's got like armor on and stuff, so you kind of forget about him. Um. Uh. But you know, it's like he becomes a big deal later. Right, and then yeah. you look at somebody like Beric and Darian, who they cast uh, in yeah. that in that in that first season. And when you first see him, you're like, "Oh, okay," and then you forget about it. And then he comes back, and it's a totally different guy. The second guy is way better. I know. Yeah, that well, show had a lot of recasting. Yeah, a it did. lot yeah. of recasting. Yeah. and I hope we don't have a lot of that here in in Wheel of Time. But I, if you're making an effort, which I think they're going to, um, to plant some of these characters in front of us so we see them or we at least have talked to them in passing. Because like you said, the Tinkers, yeah, there's a good little chunk of chapters, I guess, in the eye of the world, right? Um, but how much do we really, we hear about them from time to time. They might be passing by or we see one of them show up to talk to Moraine. Um, but the yeah, it's just sort of like, wow, it's it's interesting that they are yeah. going to go I would almost rather you just make a new character. You know, I just, well, I just feel like that's a better thing to do than recast is just make, I would just rather make, oh, yeah, I got you. make somebody a new character yeah. and then just, okay, we'll fix it later. Right. Like, right. Well, I'll say the, the, the three that they did cast there are, are really in, important to the series and they, they do play a major role. So it is cool that they're there. I just kind of thought they would weave them into season two and see how things go or right. not really make them. Uh, but yeah, they also do play a really uh, important role in Perrin's development and Egwene trying to get some of that last little bit of like uh see here's the thing joy do, before do, she goes to town. do you feel yeah. like their casting makes you feel the pace is slower or faster than you than you kind of thought i feel like it's actually to me everyone keeps saying we're going to finish the great hunt in episode in season one i didn't initially re- think that until i started reading some of the chapter titles yeah. or the episode titles i thought they'll get to like the middle of the great hunt or maybe like the first mm-hmm. block of it right once they lose the horn um, and that's how you'd end maybe season one. 
But I don't know. Now I feel like it. Now I feel, now I'm thinking again. Maybe it's not going to get to the end of the Great Hunt. Maybe it is going to be longer than we think. And you know, because again, some books are shorter than others. Yeah. And so you don't have to do two books because some books aren't as big. So with this, I'm thinking. I don't know. I think it's gonna. It is going to be a little bit slower than maybe two books a season. Some people are saying they might. I got a. Well, bu- I got a buddy who 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 keeps telling me he's like, I think they're gonna they're gonna finish the third book in season one. Oh, like, I'm wow. like that pace is fast. That's like, fast. That's yeah. really fast. I'm well, like, you'd be ending the Eye of the World in episode three. He's like, I think you could do it. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's kind of like what I told you. Where I think if you're if you were to blend the two books, it's like what characters were significant in book two that we could bring forward in right. to book one. And so you think of we like talked about Varen, Inktar, all that kind of stuff. Like, could you, could you weave Dana? Some, could we see more of the O'Gear with loyal? Right. You know what I mean? Could we meet him in a, in a different place besides um, the queen's blessing or something like that? Yeah. There's, there's maybe different um, ways to kind of do that. So I have thought like, do they go at a technically a slower pace with Rand, who's our main character, right? And maybe not have him progress as far, but surround him by just a bunch of different, you know, characters. Maybe. But then the problem I have is is also like uh New Spring stuff is supposed to be woven in there. And I think that's gonna yeah. be a lot of his flashback stuff. That's but. why that's why I don't know. I think I am leaning back towards they're not finishing the Great Hunt in, in season one. Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I don't. I just don't know. I think. I think you just go at a pace that it, that works. Because again, you know, yeah. some books are going to be shorter than others, and some are. You know, there may be something that you need, just casting wise or or whatever, where you say, "Hey, you know, this isn't. We know later down the line, this isn't as important, so we can cut. We're going to cut this out. Like you know, like if you, you have to. I think the only way to approach this is to you have. I think you have to. You have to come up with a plan that works for the entire thing right yeah and just be like i know that in book seven there's something i can cut out or there's something i can take from book seven that i can throw in here that you know i'm not i'm just using seven as as an as a broad example you know oh i can pull that out put it in here it'll work and then you know we'll Mm -hmm. we can touch it touch it later well it's like okay now that they're going to do this this is i did we're just using we're being hypothetical here right Right. but if you're a showrunner and you're trying to figure out what can we do what do we have time to do how do we build more characters around Rand? Do more um, like okay, if you're going to bring Loyal in, and you don't want to spend a whole like maybe you do introduce him at a setting versus like at the end, or you skip right past uh, like like you go through Camelin, uh, but you don't necessarily stop in and talk and see like you see Logan and stuff, but you don't really interact with right. everyone else there and and the royal family as much, uh, and you're going to bring them in as like a season two type of thing because it's just a lot. I mean, it's just a lot to say that you're going to you're going to meet all of those because every character that you do meet in the eye of the world is extremely important. I mean, someone that that Robert Jordan had been thinking about for a long time and uh, they're going to most of them uh, will will stick around for. So like I'm with you. I mean, you know, I mean, like somebody like something like Inktar. Boom. I think you could bring him forward. Dana. I again, I think I think Dana is totally a character that um, if this isn't if it's Dana D E N A, right. The character, you know, Tom's girlfriend who dies. Um, again, you know, and let, if you are, if you're going to, this is, if you're going to two books, uh, a season to me, you know, you lose, if you, if you lose Tom in episode like two or three, right. And then he shows back up in episode he'd have to show up in like episode six. And now he has this girlfriend and then his girlfriend dies. It's like, well, it doesn't hit as hard. So mm-hmm. I so she's a character I easily think okay I would change this is what I would do 
I would change it if you did want to include her, and I'd have her show up at Edmonds Field with Tom. They've been together for a while, mm-hmm. and now when she dies as a result of Rand coming back into Tom's life and right. like the I Sedai and all you know all this right. stuff kind of bringing it back into Tom's life, it hits harder because now it's like okay, you know that's again it's just one of the things you have to think about with the TV show is you know there's a big difference between something that happened 20 chapters ago as opposed to one episode ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. it's like, it's like the land naive kind of, you know, love story you have going on in the great hunt when naive is doing the trials and she sees a, a future with land. It's like, well that, you know, at that point you're 70 to what 80 chapters in, um, as opposed to if you're doing two episode, two seasons or two books a season, um, her just really kind of meeting Lan at the end of episode one, you know, episode two is where she, okay, she kind of shows up and they're going to go on this, you know, quest together. And now she sees a potential life with him by episode five or six. I mean, you know, it's like, well, we just met this guy. So I, you know, it's just, you have to move things around for, for books to, for books to work and it, it'll be okay. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with them shifting stuff and, and making it work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just think we're going to be a little bit blown away by how much they're, they're like, like you mentioned yeah. book seven or book six, like there may be, it may be really important to show us something early yeah. on that is going to come back. And know, I think that's what they're doing. Later. I think, I think you go, I would go about, I think a, be, a better approach than, okay, what can we keep from book one at, um, you know, and what can we take from book two, right? Okay, then we'll start writing season two. I think the better thing to do is. Here is the entire chunk of information I need to get from this point to this point, mm-hmm. right? You know, and let's just make it work, right? I can okay, yeah. I can pull this over here, I can pull this here, I can pull this here. It's like when you're it's like when you're building a puzzle, right? You have all the pieces in front of you. Right. You can start with the corners. You can start with, "Oh, okay, look, all these pieces go together, I can put it here." You can build the puzzle any way you want. There is yeah. no set yeah. order of how to do it. And then at the end, you built the puzzle. And yeah. the picture looks the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. I think that's just how you do it. Yeah. And let me ask you this. So I think a lot of people, and we know this just from being in the Game of Thrones fandom, a lot of people who watch the show are not actually going to go read, read the, the books. books. Absolutely. They're not going to. They don't want to. They're not into that. They're just into the TV show. They want to watch it. Yeah. That's really cool. Maybe years later they will or something, but they will be surprised. So... If you're a showrunner, you still have to throw all the things that we as readers kind of know. Maybe are we're still going to be surprised. We're going to be surprised at what they do right. and what they don't bring in, um, or just you know variations or, or whatever. And there's a lot in the series that mm-hmm. they can still have an element of surprise based on who's cast for what character right. and how people switch yeah. and, and stuff. So um, yeah, I think they they you got to think about that, right? You got to right. think about these people who have never been exposed to the series, have no idea what it is, and you've got to have that Game of Thrones feel a little bit sort of like i didn't see that coming like i should have now i want to go back and rewatch it oh i can see traces of that happening i always find it i always find it it, i think it's just funny because you have it seems like the it seems like film adaptations that come from books because there's dialogue and there's like the story's more written out and it feels more of like a script right people tend to be way harsher on when they take liberties or when they do stuff differently Mm -hmm. but in every superhero movie, they're drawing from comics and people are, it's just, it's just because comics are just, you know, canon that gets 
it gets completely dest- destroyed and rebuilt over yeah. and over and over again. And people are just fine with them taking interpretations from this comic and this comic and this comic, and it's just fine. And right. it's like, I don't, I don't see, I don't really have an issue with a book, with a movie that draws heavily from a book and just being like, no, it's inspired by, it doesn't have to be the exact same story. We can go about things in our own way um, to make it work. Cause you have to make it work as a movie, right? Um, like I, to me, one of the, one of the criticisms I have of the movie, the Watchmen is that the movie, it's just like all over the place. It's like weird, but the people who read the graphic novel, like we love it because it's so, um, <clears throat> it's so true to the, source material which is cool because they that's what the route they wanted to go and 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 it worked but the problem was that this i probably get some flack for this but the source material i don't think is that good because i don't think the story is that good like i mean yeah i mean it's just it's just me i just it's not my i just you know it's just weird and don't don't not that it's weird i mean i'm fine with it being quirky but i just think the story itself actually doesn't flow very 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 well it has it has to work as a movie just has to yeah yeah, and I think that's that's I, you're you're right, and it's something Brandon Zanderson mentioned. Right, is is there are gonna be people who super hone in here and say, I can't believe you cut that character, or you didn't bring them in, or whatever. And um, but we gotta, I think you really do have to stop thinking about it as a book series and it's a TV show. And right. how do you make this? Mo- and remember that most people will never have read it, have no idea what it is, nor will they even want to go read the books. And, which is okay, yeah, exactly. And you know, and yeah, the other thing is like when I think I think of the Lord of the Rings, and we're a book club. Obviously, we love books. Yeah, absolutely. And I love I love the books, but yeah, I mean, you deal with the Lord of the Rings as right. The people like it's like. Think about this for a second. The Lord of the Rings won the most amount of Oscars, like, you know, mm-hmm. ever. Right? Return of the King, tie, it won like 13, right? Which is like, ties like Titanic or something. Right. I think they're tied, right. right? It's like, okay, Return of the King won like 13 Academy Awards or something. Yeah. Obviously, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes. But you know what? <laughs> there are people out there that are like, it doesn't follow the books. It look, I can't, I just, you know, or they think that the film adaptations aren't true to the source material. And you know what? The group of people that that adheres to is so small yeah. that who cares? Yeah, who I mean, cares? You, yeah, you, are, you are totally within your right to have the right. opinion. And, and I mean, I personally don't, I, whatever, but I know, I yeah. know you know people. That, yeah, there's a small, that, there's, it's like that a small. Have, but it's it, like, if you're a showrunner, it's like, I can't you cater. Can't, you you can't, can't, I can't cater to the, uh-uh. you know, hundreds when I'm trying to sell this to millions. millions. That's right. Yeah, it's just, exactly that's how it works. Right. Yep, that's exactly right. And it's it's unfortunate that sometimes those hundreds will be the loudest people. Right. And you have to look past that because most people truly enjoyed it. And you yeah. that's where you go look at the, the, the money on it, right? Who how well did it do? What are the exactly. ratings? All that kind of stuff, you know. So just make um, just make a great movie, man. Yeah. And I yeah, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. I Oh yeah, absolutely. I like I absolutely. mean you know, and, it's like it's like I, I like the Lord of the Rings movies more than I like the Lord of the Rings books. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Hobbit movies more than I like the yeah. book of the Hobbit, but you know, that's okay. That's my, that's, you know, and right. And there, right there was reason why like Peter Jackson cuts out very specific portions of fellowship and Tom Bombadil. What does it actually really do? Right. Um, and it does do a lot for the reader, but if you're, if you're thinking about just this, I mean, it's just a side quest. Right. And it's, it's not, it doesn't, it, 
and even where they end it you know yeah. i don't i don't know that you need all the stuff with the shire at the end right i think i think where they end the numerous it, endings right i think it's where great the, i think the books it's great but yeah you it's it's also totally fine just to say they went back and they lived you know and they're already you know. they're already four hour movies mm-hmm. i mean like that's another thing find another book series that is willing to make a director's cut. That's a four hour movie and look how much it includes. Right. Right. Like, I mean, they would have to be five hour movies to include everything. It's just not, it's not do it's not feasible. Right. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad this is a TV series because I I really hope that it gives them way more time. Yeah. yeah, to, to, To do this. And it's, it's also why I'm so happy that game of Thrones was such a success because now you have Wheel of Time saying, yeah, let's do a TV you series, which for, is yeah. great. You also have Lord of the Rings going back to the Second Age, trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing, trying to say, let's just take our time and work through the material. Um, and it's it's awesome. We want to consume it. And now that they know that, we're good. It's, right. it's, it's a good thing. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. One, I, think one of the, and I think one of the best things that ever happened, oddly enough, was Harry Potter and Twilight said, we're going to do it in two parts. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, how people, you know, oddly enough, it's like people don't, I, you really don't see people bashing uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. When if you want to talk about a, uh, without question, that movie uh, had to cut the most out. Yeah. That yeah. book, it, that book is like by far the most packed um, compared, sure. compared to the rest. But it's like, for some reason, people don't bash it. Yeah. Because there's going mean, to, I mean, there's going to be people bashing Wheel of Time, um, like immediately when it comes out that doesn't happen in the books that doesn't happen in the books it's like yeah. dude it's 15 books dude like what do you want us to do like, right right yeah which is fine which is we fine. could you know it's like you know, it's like the showrunners could just be like you know what let's just not do it it's too hard and then you don't get a show right i'd rather have show. a show than than i know. know i know well you know actually one more thing before we move into into this uh into our chapters so I was thinking about the Tuathon, right? And the reason yeah. you, you would include them. And I thought about what, I, what I've been most, if I get just, even if I just get one season and they end up canceling it, right? I want Wheel of Time music. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it sounds like. I want to know. And so they have good music in their camps and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that would be so cool to kind of hear what they think that would sound like. And then I'm I ready can, for that. I'm just so ready for the opening theme. Yeah. Then I can get inspired. Like it like has to be. Just, it has to be epic. There'll be covers of it. It's just going to be the it's, wheel of time intro music. Just ha- it has to be good. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I think it will. I think it's because I, I I think it's something that helped set Game of Thrones apart, man. Yeah. Because everybody <laughs> loves that music. That it's like, it's like yeah, you know, you yeah, just you're go in. and you're, you're just in. in it. Right. And right. it's like, we, you got to have it. You got to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. That intro music. Um, okay, cool. So we that's that's a good just sort of update on some news, discussion on the show, things things of that nature. Now, I want to mention here real quickly, uh, just for our listeners, I want to give a shout out to our Tavira, and I always like to do that. Uh, Sir Nicholas, uh, Lady Stephanie, and Lady Heather, huge supporters of the podcast. Um, thank you guys so much. And also, we had a few folks jump up into... Uh, the hundred companions, uh, which is which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I think from there and higher, we are. And actually, one of the indiv- individuals who did jump up in there, shout out to Nicole. All right, we just mm-hmm. did, uh, Matt and I did something really kind of fun with her. I got to post that uh, this weekend, perhaps or maybe next week. But we had a discussion about the Great Hunt, and she's one of our patrons. We brought her on, and it's 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 so much easier with Zoom just to say. Hey, let's send somebody a link, and you guys want to jump on and talk about the book series or whatever. 
And for right now, when Sir Matt is there, we just don't talk past the podcast. Remember right. that. Keep that in mind. And we did. We were fine. Nicole was also just barely ahead of uh, where we are in the book series. And so that was that was pretty neat. And I think I'm going to run possibly a Zoom chat with some of our patrons. And I think I'm going to try to set that up here in the next couple of weeks. Nice. So I just want to hop in there, send everybody the link. If people want to hop in, it's more of a meet and greet, get to talk to uh, to people you know, get to know you guys. So that is for our patrons and that's going to be on zoom. I'll send you guys a link. We recently started doing that on, um, bend the knee and it's been awesome. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. Turned into like a bend the knee kind of a game of Thrones happy hour. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. it was great. Uh, so I'd love to do that with some of our, our patrons here. Cause I want to get to know those folks and, uh, and, and talk about, you know, get their thoughts more so on the series and the TV show. So mm-hmm. huge shout out to them. And thank you guys very much. All right, well, with that, I think it's time for us to uh, let the dragon be born again. (laughs) Let's go here. All right, man. So um, let me do my little too long, didn't read recap here. Wow, man, this whole block of chapters, first of all, no Rand, Mm -hmm. no Perrin, right? We're just, um, it's pretty much all all the girls, which is cool. And then Matt at Matt at the end. Um, and pretty much, I mean, I think I can sum it up in just just a just a little bit here. One, um, they get in a lot of trouble. I uh-huh. mean, which we hear about over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm literally like, I'm like six chapters into the reading. I'm like, my God, man, how much are we going to keep talking about? Like, yeah, they yeah. should have done <laughs> yeah. that. And then also, you know, how hot is Glot? Okay, I mean, literally, it just, really? every time it just keeps coming up. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm literally, again, as I'm going through this, I get to a point, I just text as I'm like, I think I just listened to like 20 minutes of them talk about like how hot they think Glot is, yeah. right? Right. His muscles are so big. I'm sorry, I shouldn't bring it up. And mm-hmm. it's like, gee, many mm-hmm. Christmas. It's like freaking Tinder over here, man. These I know. they're just like but, ready to go. Yeah. It's like a thing in this book series. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. You're right. That's and that's pretty the much the sexual tension in this book series. I mean, my God, it's you great. Could, yeah, which is also why I'm glad that they made that Tuatha on casting where Gwen was dancing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Done. It's it's epic. Now, remember we talked uh, was it was during the Great Hunt, but we talked about Celine, right? Yeah, and all the tension there. You know, so well, sh- um, well she's back. So yeah, and you've got Huron kind of staring at her like he, like in the last book, and then so it's interesting. Yeah, you're right that that now we get so the girls talking about you know mm-hmm. some of the the uh, waters goes, in training. It, it, yeah, it just goes back and forth. So, yeah. all right, chapter eleven. Um, the group reached Tarvalin. The girls are sent to their rooms and told to be silent. Uh, chapter twelve. Varen tells Swan that Rand has proclaimed himself in Falma. Chapter thirteen. Swan tells the girls of their punishment and that Egwene or Elaine and Egwene will be raised um, as accepted, right? As their abilities mm-hmm. are beyond that of a novice. Um, chapter 14, Swain tells Egwene and Nynaeve that she wants them to hunt the Black Aja. Mm-hmm. Thought that, I thought a Black Aja didn't exist as, uh, but yeah. you know what? We <laughs> right. ran into one, right? Chapter 15, a gray man shoots a crossbow at Egwene and Nynaeve, and Nynaeve captures him with air, but someone else kills him. The air, the air thing was pretty cool. I, we're, I, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter 16, Galad and Gawain visit. Nynaeve brings Elaine in on the search. Chapter 17, Elida questions the girls about Rand. Chapter 18, Matt is healed of his link to the Shadar Logoth dagger. Chapter 19, Matt wakes hungry. Mm. And... Uh, 
real quick, um, is Rand not in this book? Where's he or, at? I man? mean, where's God, he at? Man. The Dragon Reborn, yeah. uh, Lord Dragon. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is, that is interesting. And I, th- I know last episode we were talking about the Shinarans and, and what is going on uh, with Uno and all of those guys and how much they're wanting to be. Um, they're, they're sworn to Rand and is the Lord Dragon mad at us and all that kind of stuff. We actually get a little tie in here with Huron um, at the start of this where he once they get into the city, he, he departs, right? And he bounces and goes to see Lord Agomar. Uh, and the king, and talk to them about the events in Falmon, really what happened. So, um, but, and so that you get the, the, the news of Rand and what he's doing is spreading. Other people and their interactions with Rand, we hear that, we get Perrin. Uh, we're going to get more about from the girls here, Elida, as you, you know, just said. They are all interested in these Taviran and Rand, but we don't really get a whole lot about rand mm-hmm. and i think what it does is it just builds the suspense you keep wondering what is going on yeah in his mind like what is he would you know after that such that uh, you know a big event like that on falma we get a little bit at the beginning of this book and we i think it's just enough it's just a taste right to kind of say don't worry he's still there and here's some of what he's struggling with but then i'm going to move away from him and I'm not going to tell you what he's dealing with. And you're going to have to experience that through other characters. It's genius. Mm-hmm. It's actually genius. Because then I, the whole time I'm just thinking, what's what's he going through? And yeah, so so it's wild. But here we are and and we're in Tarvalin. This is a lot of Tarvalin though, right? The White Tower. I mean, we're in here with the girls. And we're, we're learning about, um, you know, the Mistress of Novices, right? Shiriam. And we're learning about uh, the Amarlin Seed, Suan. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool now. So they come back and, and the biggest takeaway, I think you, you kind of, to start this off is that they get raised, accepted, mm-hmm. but they're punished. They are punished <laughs> and they get in trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, literally it's like chapters worth of them being told, you know, like you should, why did you do that? Why, you know, why did you go? I mean, and this might be this honestly, cause a lot of these chapters are just so similar and they're all just kind of one, one thing. So it might just be doing some bigger takeaways until we kind of get to the end where then yeah. it kind of, then it kind of shifts. Um, but yeah, I mean, just so many people asking them like, why did you go? Like, you, you know, you should, you shouldn't have left. You shouldn't have done this. And, uh, you know, uh, Egwene's like, I mean, really, what they should just say is, I don't know, maybe because it's freaking Randall Thor, right. the Dragon Reborn, right? Okay, yeah. like it's things pretty, are changing. Things people. are changing. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, and and that is the thing, right? Is that they are so close. They're so close to him. You know, if Moraine and Loyal in the Eye of the World, if they could see the web of destiny forming <laughs> around Rand, you have to imagine that. Uh, well, Elida definitely comes in here in these chapters and sees that. And thinks right. Thinks I mean he must be Taviran. It's like no joke. No joke. Yeah, <laughs> okay. come on. I mean, right. He's not okay. It's like oh yeah, he's just Taviran. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. And and what is cool is they do make a distinction in in like the that he's a more powerful Taviran than even like Arthur Hawkwing and stuff. And you're sort of like what is well, that? Uh, what yeah, that because yeah. he's the freaking he's dragon freaking, reborn. Right, exactly. Okay, I mean <laughs> like yeah, but uh, it's it's just, like there's Tavirans and then there's the dragon. Right, yeah, okay, like. yep, yep, exactly. So, so anyways, it's it. They almost get kind of a like they get a punishment, right? So they obviously were tricked, 
into leaving the tower. Right. Tricked by the Black Aja, Leandrin, right? Mm-hmm. And captured. Egwene is still dealing with all of that stuff where the Shan Chen, you know, um, right. put the Adam on her and she was forced to do things. Now, what it does do is, and it's a cool device that Robert Jordan uses, which is to say, okay, you know to be a novice and you've, you've heard that it's years of studying. Right. We don't have time in a series like this to, to watch them go through, you know, years of um, training or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have to see them somehow be accelerated. So by being tricked and then by being forced into things that are well beyond, it's sort of like you have to explain why is Egwene going to accelerate or move past where other novices are? Well, um, that's a part of just yeah. the pattern in the wheel. It's also a part of the idea that she is, um, she's forced to it. She has to do it. Things that are, you know, because the whole thing, right, on, the, on their way from uh, Faldara, when they're headed back to the White Tower first, they're getting trained. But remember, it's like you can't channel unless you're being guided or you're, you're super careful or under the supervision of a full Aes Sedai. Well, they sure as heck did a lot of that when they were in Falma mm. uh, because their lives depended on it. So, yeah, they, have, they get kind of you know, accelerated in that way. So their powers are beyond that of any novice. So, yes, you can go to accept it. And we saw um, the test for the accepted with uh, Nynaeve. Remember, mm-hmm. we saw we saw her kind of go through that, and we understand what that's like. And we can get to that in a second, which is when, you know, because they have to go face their, uh, the, you know, test or whatever. But um, the other big thing is that the reason they are, um, the reason they are kind of, I guess protected a little bit is they know all the secrets. They know what's going on with the horn. They know, you know, like, like, like Varen, they have the horn, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like they've kind of got this sort of had this meeting in Falma. They're bringing Matt back and he has the dagger. They've got to separate him. Um, you know, and that was interesting. So I think we talked about it last time, but Matt was sort of getting weaker and weaker. He was, right. he was dicing with Huron and then got to the point where he right. just can't, can't do anything so right he's hours away he's kind of like temporarily healed right then yeah he wasn't yeah yeah right and he's like he's like hours away from possibly dying so it's like chapter 11 i think naive is wanting to just bust in there right yeah exactly because they're they're getting up there and then varen's like all right you guys don't say anything and they're just kind of like oh well we gotta like save our friend right because he's like literally about to die yeah exactly exactly like don't worry about it (laughs) yeah yeah, and the big thing is is that their friend is that horn sounder, someone who literally sounded the horn of Valir, who said, it doesn't say we can't blow it more than once. Let's go. You know what I mean? So yeah. he sounds the freaking horn, and the heroes come back, uh, it, which is which is wild. But no one knows that. So, And you can see why Varen says to Shiriam, uh, the mistress of novices, lock these girls up yeah. and do not let them out. Yeah. Or let them talk to anyone yeah. uh, until the Omerlin sends for them. So because Varen's like, I got to update her on this. Because remember, Suan and Moraine kind of brought Varen in because she put two and two together, went down and looked at the markings in the prison um, right. with Padon Fane. And so she kind of is in on this understanding who Rand is. And now is updating sort of the team, the inner circle, if you want to call it that, right? Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so they have to kind of you know chill out because could you imagine if they started like talking about this stuff to other Aes Sedai or other uh, novices or accepted or whatever? 
Not that they would. I don't think they right. would. But if you're Varen, you don't really know them. And they also just disobeyed your orders out there with, with the White Cloaks and the, the guards as you're coming well, into town. Well, I mean, town. it's like, it, you know, even, um, oh, God, like Moraine is, like, keeping the whole, like, Rand is the Dragon Reborn. Like, try, well, it was trying to keep it, like, under wraps, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. So Suan is, is waiting for um, Moraine and, and for, to hear from her. Um, and it's actually when, when um, Leanne shows up, her Keeper of the Chronicles shows up and says, Varen is here and she has some updates for you. Why doesn't Moraine come back, right? Moraine has got to stay right next to you know who, Randall Thor. And, but now she's lost him. So yeah. that was that was last uh, last episode. We'll get back to that. Moraine, what are you doing? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Varen goes back and is about to go in here and, and talk to uh, the Armorlin. You know, something that's kind of interesting is I like. I guess with these chapters, you finally get to see. You've heard so much about the Aes Sedai and the mystery of their society and like their order that. Now you get to kind of understand more about um, Suan, uh, Leandrin, her, the Keeper of the Chronicles. What does it mean to be in these different Ajas? Like, how important is that? Um, it, it actually seems there's there's an element of Game of Thrones to the White Tower. Everyone kind of vying for power or influence or pushing their agenda. And it's, it's odd, right? It, you wouldn't think there would be that much politicking in the White Tower, but there kind of is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's interesting. So yeah. Uh, let's see. She's led in there. She tells, she tells the Omerlin that Rand has proclaimed himself to be the dragon reborn. Like just, just says that. Um, and it's more important that did they already believe that he was, and we already kind of had that conversation. Yes. But I think they were waiting to see. Yes. And actually, because, because the first time he uses like the power, it's just Moraine that's there. Right, mm-hmm. and I also, I don't, I, it, I don't know how they feel. Maybe this is just me because I'm not far, far enough along in the in the series yet. But Moraine is she like? Do people are just like 100 percent like? Oh, she is good. Is Moraine maybe like somewhat of an outsider with the Aes Sedai? Like not like she's mm-hmm. outcast, but you know, it's it's kind of like I'll use it like a Star Wars reference, like Qui Gon. Right, he's out. Yes. Where it's yes. like Qui Gon Jinn is like he's you know he's he's a Jedi Master, but he's not on the Council because he doesn't necessarily play into the politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's kind of doing his own thing. Is that is yeah. that like something? Oh yeah, that's kind of totally. that's kind of the way it just seems a little, just a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I'll give you another example. So uh, Robert Jordan loves uh, Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, right? So Gandalf was a member of the White Council, but often right. went about and did his own thing. Well, member of I right, guess, yeah. Know. Uh, set on some of the council meetings so he he like is out doing his own thing away from uh saruman and 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 others and kind of leading this i mean the whole the hobbit is all about him sending the dwarves back to reclaim their right you know the the mountain um and that was not something that was sanctioned you know or that you were that they were going to support but he saw something in it and so it's like moraine you know the normal uh course here would be if the dragon Someone is proclaiming themselves to be dragon. It's like, look what they did with Loghain. It does. And actually, what you realize is that the Red Aja may even, like, if the Omerlin were to say, no, this is like, we need to capture, tame, or whatever, they might just say, no. Like, they're pretty extreme in 
their role. This is our one role when, when a dragon or a false dragon comes forward, we're to still and do, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and so how do they have any idea whether, I mean, gentle, how do they honestly gentle. know whether he's false or not? Well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> I mean, is, how, do, is, how do they actually know? It's almost like, you know, years ago, maybe they were more so looking for the dragon to return mm-hmm. um, and then sniffing out some of these false dragons. But now, after so many false dragons, it's almost like they've fallen into, that's just rumor and legend. It won't be in our time. The dragon right. won't return now. That couldn't happen. You know, like, no one believes the end of the world is happening in our lifetime. I'll well, be dead be. and gone. It might be. I know. 2020, man. <laughs> I know. I know. So, but... Yeah, that's sort of that disbelief. You just don't think something like that could happen in your lifetime. So I think that's where the Red Aja is in that they they kind of... Um, no, it's a, that's just clearly another false dragon, whereas Moraine is seeing the signs and is, is reading this and thinking this is, you know, the, like the dragon will be born like now. Like th- this is right. like, you know, um, and, that's, and that's Ran. So, um, yeah, so we're just getting kind of caught up there. Uh, interesting that so matt becomes more important so remember how moraine in the beginning of this book kind of said you know with perrin and even matt she had overlooked that they are also taviran yeah right she was so uh focused on rand that she was forgetting she had other um individuals that she that were that were actually put around her by the pattern for her to use and tap into. And so it's like now Matt has just fallen into the Amarlin's lap. And he's also the person who sounded the Horn of Valir. So you know good and well that they are going to keep him as close to them as they can. They're not going to let him out of their sight. And it is very important that now they did kind of have a decision here. Like, do you let Matt die? Because he sounded the horn. Like, do you detach him from the horn or or do you save him and keep him in your uh yeah so see here i'm totally for you know maybe that tom marilyn idea that the ice and i i uh-huh. don't i don't trust them don't trust them okay don't i think they have him. their own agenda and it's kind of similar to like um you know you see this in other things with like church right like the like not like religion but like the yeah. church right and how like sometimes a church wants to keep power so they'll suppress things right because if they you know like if something were to prop up then it's like well okay hold on now the church itself doesn't have power you know what i mean it's like well if you're the if you're the if you're the eyes to die right and you have this authority over people mm-hmm. right and then suddenly the the dragon reborn appears well are people going to start keep listening to the eyes to die or are they going to listen to the dragon mm-hmm. yeah. and so then that's where you kind of get that like oh well maybe we want to suppress them or you know gentle these people mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that way it seems like we still have a purpose yeah and then even when so the whole thing with suan and moraine is that they're trying to they want to i don't mean moraine i mean the other eyes oh i know i know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think it's 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 also that you look at Moraine like she they she's like um, talking about how she needs to guide him. He needs a guide. Does he? Yeah. Does he need a guide? Does he? Perrin yeah. kind of says that like if he is the dragon, then doesn't he know what's best to do? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like and then she's like, no, you idiot. You know, it's just like what? What are you talking about? He clearly does need guidance, and he does. If he is dead, if he's killed before his his you know time or whatever, I mean. 
he may be the dragon reborn, but not be able to fulfill the prophecies. And then we would just go back into this other tons of false dragons until the, the you know, the next week until, yeah, yeah uh, an age passes again or something. Who knows? Um, so it's tough. It's kind of, it's kind of tough to, to see that. But anyways, Moraine is trying to kind of be that guide by the side. And so, yeah, if you're the Aes Sedai, you don't want to, you don't want to have no say in that, right? You want to be somewhat, you know, connected to them and be, be near that person because you're fighting for the light. And if this person's supposed to be the leader of the light uh, at right. the end against the darkness, then yeah, you want to be near him and uh, have some say in what he's, in what he's doing. Um, but that may not be the way it goes, you know? Yeah. So, uh, okay. Okay. So we get a full report from Varen. Um, basically neck, the, the next biggest thing that comes in is that Elaine and Egwene, um, are raised, mm. accepted. Right. right. And, um, they are brought before the Omerlin and, um, they're kind of questioned. You get sort of the protocols. They refer to her as mother. Um, and they, they walk in and they learn sort of that they're going to be raised. They are scolded, though, because how could you be so stupid as to let Leandrin, you know, lead you away from the tower? Like, so it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I'm raising you. And yes, I'm, I'm acknowledging that you that you've grown in some way. But I don't completely. Um, it's not that she doesn't trust them. It's just that, like, you need to trust in what I'm saying and what I'm doing because clearly you messed up and clearly you were easily led astray. Hold on a second. Let's here. go. I guess because my my question is, we came, I, you know, you brought us here to, be, to yep. be trained as I Sedai, and how is it that us novices who just got here mm-hmm. are even put in a position in which we have a black Aja of which you've told us doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Yes. And then, so it's like, hold on a sec. You're the one. The black Aja shouldn't exist under your Ex- watch. Under your watch. Let's go. <laughs> Let's okay. Go. I'll defend Egwene to, 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 to the end of the days. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, cause they're, I mean, it seems to me uh, like the Armorland Seat needs to clean up its act. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It does, doesn't it, dude? That's actually really. That's, it's funny that you bring that up because, like, Nynaeve does try to say, uh, "We were like that was like a full Aes Sedai who stepped in and said they needed help. Like, why wouldn't we trust that person? Yeah. Th- there's no reason. You've told us the Black Aja doesn't exist. Yeah, it's not a thing. Exactly. So why would we not be? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't call us stupid. You're stupid for not putting the warning out that hey, there are possibly dark servants." in the white tower that can channel like that's pretty uh pretty crazy so anyway um really really good point there uh Nynaeve you know is okay so so then they're sentenced um right. to some switching right by right. the mistress of novices uh they're gonna scrape you know they're gonna uh, work kinda, in the scullery right until right. their hair is gray right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes um okay uh, let's see. Suan also tells Elaine her mother, this is right, had paid a visit um, to Tarvalin. This causes some issues because remember when we were last in Camelin, there were the um, uh, red and white, right? If, if you were wearing red, you were supporting the queen. Mm-hmm. If not, you might be white, uh, maybe taking up with the white cloaks and the idea that maybe the Aes Sedai and had ran, too much influence. And Rand wore red. They did. By chance. Yeah. Thank goodness. He's a good queen's man, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, 
to have her to have more gays show up here at Tarvalin and say, "Where is my daughter? Why haven't I heard from her?" That put a lot of pressure on Suan. Uh, mm-hmm. To say, yeah, we lost your daughter. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like the like the daughter heir. Uh, to what Camelin. are the eyes that I? What do? are they doing? My I, God, man! I know, man. I know. You're just reading. As I was reading this, I was just like, hold on a second. Every time, I'm just like, how is this a Gwaine and I need? How is this? How is this their fault? Mm-hmm. Right, and then you have people like Tom Marilyn who was like, don't trust them. People like Celine who we'll talk about is like, don't trust them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. It's wild. It's it's pretty crazy. So there's something going on now. And the thing is, is that you can tell there's a lot of that because Morgay's actually went to the tower and was trained to some degree, just didn't have the potential, right, uh, or or whatever it takes to kind of become full Aes Sedai. So she has Elida as her Aes Sedai advisor, but refuses to bring her back because she's so kind of like, and she's even giving wants her daughter to be given the option to return. And it's Elaine who says. I'm staying. I'm yeah. staying. Um, wants to learn, wants to push through, and so there's that. But there's tension. That is not a typical, like normally there's a really good alliance between those two, right? And so even like uh, Gawain and Galad also had to put up with that. Like, no, we're staying. We want to be trained. It's fine. It's it's sort of like their mother is freaking out, and uh, there's reasons why, and we'll talk about those later, but pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. Um the next biggest thing, so not only were we told that the Black Aja didn't exist, then we find out that it does because we were captured by them and were taken away. Now, since we were the ones who were duped, uh, that being like, you know, Elaine and Nynaeve and, and you know, um, Egwene, Suan says that she wants them to hunt the Damn, Black... The Black Aja. The Black Aja. <laughs> what? So, and it's like, wait a second. Why wouldn't you pick someone who... Um, is is like you know full eyes to die? Why wouldn't there be a whole like commission on this? Well, it's because we don't know who that could be, right? So the, so the Armelin is realizing that, and actually, what she says at some point is like, keep your um, your relationship or your interactions that you have with Leandrin private, right? Because if you don't, they're gonna affiliate you with that. It's sort of right. the same thing, like. If you're well, in they a, don't really know because they said they said it was like was it like twelve girls went with her or something yeah, like that and they all yeah. they killed a bunch of people and stuff like yes, that. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like I don't think they really they know. I think one, it's kept kind of under wraps. I mean, there's probably yeah. rumors, right? But at the same time, I don't think yeah that it's not known that it's they, not known it's not known that Leandrin kind of kidnapped them, took them away. It's almost as if they ran away and were now they're right. being disciplined because they were away. But if you find out that, oh, they were led away by Leandrin, you might be thinking, if you're a, one of the Aes Sedai, no, maybe they're in on this. Right. And the fact that they're back, how are they not killed right. by Leandrin? Or why, why is it that other members of our order were killed and these girls would come back? So you definitely don't want that connection, which is what Suan kind of um, lets them know. Like, do not, you know, let anyone know what happened to you guys right uh and 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 on that note i can't trust anyone so i am going to have you seek out these these black aja members and they did steal right some of the sangreal terangreal um and there's a list she sends them to varen to kind of get the list um all the descriptions the descriptions of the women um where they're from all this stuff and sort of like piece all this together um which which is which is pretty crazy. Now the big kicker is that since they are accepted, 
how are they supposed to kind of keep up with their accepted duties, um, do their studying, get ready to be raised to full Aes Sedai, and also go on this mission for the Omerlin. Uh, and, and you find out that the Omerlin gives them this secret letter yeah, with the Omerlin seal, right, to where they can do almost anything they want. That what they are doing, yeah, whatever it's business for, it's they're for about. emergencies though. It's right, for, like it's for, for emergencies yeah. only. You know, I mean, that's like mm-hmm. a hall. That's like that's like that's, a, it's like Matt with the horn of Valier. Well, okay, but, yeah. I mean, here we go. <laughs> like, yeah, or you know, or I was even thinking like like uh, for some of my students, it's like it's like when when Mister Kirk doesn't put a date on the hall pass. Well, I'm keeping this bad boy. Oh, I absolutely, mean, I can do whatever I want now. All right, that's, um, that's like me with my scripts for my doc. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so um so that's kind of neat. You get this emergency letter, right? Um, which which is pretty cool. They do bring up Matt, they want to know, like, is he okay? Right. What's what's happening? Have you done anything? And this all like it's it's funny, like you get these moments where we really we slow down because this all happens really fast within the same sort of day, right? They're it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of dis- different conversations that happen immediately upon arriving back in Tarvalin. Um, but we get them from Varen. We get, you know, the Omerlin. We get all the girls talking together. Uh, and then even different novices coming, running, and getting them. And, like, then they're whispering, like, these girls are back, but they ran away. Now they have to go out and act like they've been super, um, you know, in trouble and all, all this kind of stuff. So, but no sooner are they given this task then we have one of the solas, a gray man, shows up and tries to kill him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's good? So, I, I, I think the theme of it's, this is what's going on at the White Tower. Yeah, seriously, seriously, yeah. It's like <laughs> it's basically like okay, they're on their way back, like they're going to the the quarters, right? And then the next thing you know, boom! It's like they're getting they're getting shot out. It kind of like hits, um, you know, it, uh, it hits hits a like nicks her in the ear, and Nynaeve's like, you know, take cover, type, you know, like mm-hmm, type, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like type type of the thing, right? And then boom. All right, here we go. Now we we've, we've powered up a little bit, and we're gonna and we're gonna do it. And Nynaeve actually does this thing; it's pretty cool, right? She like she uses him, right, and then ties him up with air. Yes. And then I actually thought it was kind of cool when she was explaining that, um, and she, and she was just talking about how like um, she says, you know, like you know, most people don't actually like air, but I think it's kind of like a useful trick. Yes. And I was just like, it's just kind of cool, right? You know, you start learning about like the different the different types of Aes Sedai and the you know what they do and like how, what, where their powers kind of lie and and all that stuff and I, I just thought I just thought it was kind of cool like I just thought it was a cool again as we learn more about the Aes Sedai with with these gals um I don't know why that was just something I kind of took out of it where she was just kind of explaining it but um you know anyway they they get the man right and then he's been killed yeah yeah so they yeah, when they get to right, exactly, exactly. Um, and the funny thing about that, right, is that Shiryam Nynaeve notices at the very end of the chapter. So the, when and I'm not, I don't want to go over the sequence of events. Well, the sequence of events are really important in this, and just that, like, yeah, he's bound by air, right? And then, um, but like they didn't kill him, right? They who, didn't. Who did? But exactly. Shiryam doesn't ask that question. She's not even interested in that. And so Nynaeve does sort of note that it's interesting that she never wondered who stabbed him. Uh, and okay, so what's up with that? They're also going back to get the cro- the crossbow bolt to make sure there's no evidence that anything crazy had happened here. Shiryam's going to deal with this and get this guy out of here. And so it's like, okay, who, you know, like who's taking the crossbow bolt? Was it another gray man? Uh, is it someone else? 
like there's obviously more than one person here and just so you guys understand you know um this the gray man are soulless meaning they've given their soul up to the dark one and they can almost pass right by guards or people walk through a crowd and and be next to you before you even realize they're there and stab you and gone yeah i mean they are just it's almost like they're kind of like this ghost they're, they're not they're re- they're really um but there's something about them that when your eye looks at them you just glance right past them and in the warders right. you you find out uh, even later like they are some the sums, sums up this is a they, they are the assassins of the dark right. one. this is like this order called an order whatever you want to call it but these guys are not to be messed with and when they're around it is danger city man right. it is like so it's kind of cool um just to see that they encounter one of these just barely get away with their lives was it by luck was there someone else involved in all of this is 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 also uh, up for debate at this time so yeah so and, and then here we go there we go. chapter 16 my gosh right glad and Gwen visit right Gwen and i uh the rival they go to Nynaeve's room right they find elaine already there she's having a heated conversation with her brother brothers right glad mm-hmm. and Gwen. uh Gwen blushes furiously and has some rather inappropriate thoughts when glad mm-hmm. greets her and i just don't know why it's just one of those things where it's like my god every time it's like it's like before when like they were talking about how hot they, how how you know how they thought Rand was so hot. And now they're just talking about how they think Glad is so hot. And it's like my God, <laughs> just like here right. we go again. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's and and so Galad is interesting. Um, and they kind of look over this. It's almost like it gets because he's so good looking. We we're gonna just uh, gloss over the fact that he is. Oh, what do you always call it? Um, chaotic good. Yeah, because. He will do what's right and what's good, even if it causes. Right. There's a difference between know. like the, right. It's like the yeah. The difference between def, like defeating evil, right, or protecting people from evil and purging evil, right. You know what I mean? Those are like mm-hmm. two different, mm-hmm. two different, two definitely <laughs> different uh, kind of ways of going about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, and the reason they're there, remember, um, they are. Uh, their their sister, uh, Elaine, ran away. They didn't know where she was. They were super worried. Their mother shows up and uh, is questioning them. And it's like, okay, they have no idea. They can't really tell her what's up. And they kind of have to talk their mother, Queen Morgays, into allowing them to say uh, to 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 stay. Uh, which which is you know it's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, he's wanting. He's like demanding that they know what's up. Where did you go? She's like, it's none of your business. Galad is like, no, no, no. Like the safety of the daughter heir is our business. That is important to us. And then Nynaeve finally steps in and says, "This is our quarters. Don't you're not allowed to be right. here. What are you doing here, anyways?" And so they get the boot and they're they're on their way out, which is um, which is good because that allows then Nynaeve, um to kind of talk about uh, what has happened with Suan, what has happened with the Gray Men. Also, what's interesting is that you find out that so Galad is interested in Egwene, but mm-hmm. so is Gawain. Yeah, right. Which you're like, what? Okay, so and and he typically, as Elaine says, will just defer that. Okay, if Galad's interested, well, no, they would never go for me, right? I mean, right. they're clearly going to go for Galad, and so he just kind of 
sits back second and just says that's eh, whatever you know but elaine loves him uh that's that's her uh her, her brother and so right. she she's trying to kind of push that on uh Egwene a little bit so right yeah Egwene yeah. and gawain right there we mm-hmm. go there's a there's a yeah name right. Kind of the- <laughs> right. uh yeah Right. Okay. So, um, you know, any, anywho, at this point, you know, they, they in any of that's when you're right. As you said, she stops, she stops it. Right. And then they start talking about, you know, more stuff, right? Hey, we're going to secret the black Aja. Um, and you know, they're freaking out cause the Harlan might let Matt die. Right. So, which is a crazy thing. Like that was what I was saying earlier is they, he is now tied to the horn. Mm-hmm. So if they let him die, someone else then could tie themselves to the horn. Yeah, it's almost like the horn is in their hands, and they're like, "Well, they, we could have it, or do we save that boy?" Right. We have the power to do so. Would it not be wrong if you know? So it's one of those things where they, and also they just don't give a lot of information to the girls. I mean, maybe the Armorland all along was just, "No, we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do." But uh, and he's Tavirin. Right. That's the other thing too. You got to remember, like this is this is a piece that uh, is is super important, and they're yeah, right. So. Uh, that it was it was in the it was it was in the uh, up in the air for a little bit, but then truly, I, I think uh, he they brought him all this way back. Varen has been bringing him, or his friends are bringing him back. The whole thing, you would really piss off Rand if if you didn't save his friend. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you specifically didn't save him because you yeah. wanted the horn of Valir for yourself. Yeah, that'd he would be come in there and wreck. wreck. <laughs> yeah, just come in there. And wreck. Actually, right now he can't do squat, but I mean, it just like being the dragon reborn, you think. Ah, this guy can do anything. Like. Did, right. <laughs> so. Um, okay. So, right. So after that, uh, you know, I'll tell you, that's when Elida comes in, right? You know, yeah. she's 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 going to question the girls about Rand, right? Uh, as you said earlier, she's Queen Morghese's, um, uh advisor, right? The, the she was of the Red Aja, right? She's not surprised to see all of them in Nynaeve's room. Nynaeve tries to leave, but you know, uh, Elida tells her they can wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you know, she just asks some questions like, "Oh, did you know that the Black Aja was like among you?" And it's yeah. like, I, "Yeah, I mean, I, come on." <laughs> like, n- well, first of all, no. Okay? Actually, we didn't. You should have known. Yeah, and you, right. And and so we didn't really know. But now we know. We've heard the stories, and, and we weren't a part of that. Because I think that's the other thing is she's trying to make. She's also looking for, what is, which, I mean, Moraine would do this too. When you have somebody under question, right, you're trying to see, are they nervous? Are they not letting on to something? Get, what can I figure out here? I'm really going to put them, put them to the question. And they, they do uh, right. a great job. Right. Then she starts questioning him. And she she questions Egwene, right? And Egwene's like, well, uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, uh, and then she kind of just like changes the subject kind of a little bit. Right. right? Uh, then she knows she talks about like Matt. Right. You know, and then Nynaeve tells her to, you know, shut up. Right. And it says, you know, Lydas is like, don't speak about that, you know, on the Omerlin's orders. Right. And then, then we start talking about Ran. And this is where she's like, well, you know, he must be Tavirin. Right. No joke. Uh, you know, Nynaeve tells her, you know, they haven't seen him. And neither of we as a reader haven't seen Rand, you know, haven't seen Rand in, in a while, but right. And then, uh, you know, Shiryam enters the room. Yeah. And so again, yeah, we're, we're back to, which is good because there's kind of this breakup. I mean, like it's, it's funny how when there aren't other eyes to die around, you might be a little bit more, uh, liberal with your questions and you might try right. to manipulate and get answers and stuff. But when another Aes Sedai is there, or even like this mistress of novices, you're going to clam up a little bit. Although I don't know, they're all kind of, um, 
there does seem to be a lot of ego, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I get it because they're all studying different things and have different agendas and stuff like that. And truly, Elida is pissed that they ruined a relationship between uh, Camelin and Tarvalin. So she's not happy about that. Uh, she is very interested in Rand and that he was Tavirin because she had sort of her viewing um, when she met him in Camelin. So she's been wanting to follow up with these guys for a while. Um, yeah, and and so really, really, there's that. Now the other thing we forgot to kind of mention is that Elaine was not brought in on on all of this uh, conversation. Like, well, they're they're getting Elaine kind of caught up on the Gray Man, the Black Aja, and things like that. So, and Shiriam knows that they weren't supposed to tell right. Elaine. But it's one of those things they they always bring Elaine in, uh, just because she's she's turned into that third uh, confidant right. in in their little group or whatever. So. So yeah, they they definitely uh, bring her in, and she's she's great. I I like her because she is the daughter heir. She could just live, go back to the palace, do whatever. But right. she doesn't. She wants it. To, she wants to go through the training. It's hard. She knows it's tough, um, but she wants to be there. She's willing to put her life on the line. Also, multiple times, right? She's mentioning to like Egwene. There's they're kind of like testing the waters here. As like you know, I like Rand, right? Right. Don't worry. My brothers are like, they like you. So right, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're here, good, we're, right? We're, we're going to do a trade here. <laughs> we're, right? we're, we're good. Um, yeah. And she just kind of can't stop, stop thinking about Rand, which is, which is funny. Right. So, yeah. And then, okay. And then, then we line, then we learn, Hey, there's going to be some people that go to try to heal Matt. Let's get him back. Yeah. And, and the biggest uh, kind of reveal here is that you learn that the, like the, these different Angriol that you can use. So, Moraine has one. We've seen, um, I think we've seen another one up to this point. Uh, what they are, uh, they it's a device that helps you sort of bring in one uh, more of the of the power. You can channel more of it, and so they use a Sangreal. They kind of gather around Matt, and he starts speaking in the freaking old tongue. Yeah, you know, he's commanding troops apparently and stuff, and it's it's really bizarre. The girls are supposed to sit there quietly, uh, and they are able to separate him from the dagger. Uh, they're then going to put the dagger somewhere safe and Matt is like good to go. But it's like, what was Matt saying right. in the old tongue? And he remember prior to him getting the dagger before they went into Shadar Logoth, like remember like he is the one who's doing the, the um, Manetherin battle cry right. before they go in there. And he's speaking the old tongue back then. Mm-hmm. So there is something with Matt there in, in the old, something there and he's commanding these battle troops and they, they, they find it kind of, uh, mysterious, which I think is is pretty pretty neat. And it's about time we got Matt back because yeah. we've been needing some uh, some more comedy. We've been needing some more. Uh, his thoughts always just kind of kind of crack me up. But it was good. They decide that they that they are you know to to heal him and and to to bring him back. So uh, yeah, that's great. And so basically, the last chapter we have today is that he wakes up hungry. Mm-hmm. Right, he's starving, and he does. He he has lost a lot of energy and everything, and he does need to be nourished back to health. Um, he's going to be very weak. He needs to be guarded and kept safe here in the tower. Uh, and so he will then wake up and, and kind of want to uh, eat as much as as much as he can. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, yeah. So, yeah, he kind of realizes, right, you know, okay, like I don't want he sees it right. There's, you know, I need food, this kind of stuff. Getting up, as you said, um, you know, he realizes he's been healed. And then he's like, I, you know, then he starts thinking about. I don't plan on staying here long. I like I right. need I need to get out of here. Right. He is not someone who likes to stay in one place too long. Really. I mean, even in his own village, he's like, oh, right. I'm going out today. Like I'm going to go around. Now the other thing is he notices, um, or we I guess notice, 
just in listening to his reading his thoughts that he has started to kind of um things seem to be a little foggy mm-hmm. since she since he had the dagger and he even says that once before too um after moraine does her sort of first healing of him in camelin he doesn't remember any of that stuff with rand his memories are gone part of him seems to be leaving and then now he's saying uh some of those memories that are gone are being replaced with things that he knows he had nothing to do with right. um you know vividly remembering commanding the heart guard a military formation of manetherin a nation long since gone like what's up with that clearly these are not his memories and so you're just like something's going on here i mean he's he's kind of losing um a part of him like the 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 pillars are the big you know those things that uh not forgetting your best friend your parents and stuff like that but little sort of day in and day out events kind of get away from him and they're being filled in with other things so it's almost as if like the pattern and i'm not i i'm just i have no I, i actually actually don't think i know the answer to this question like why does he have to go through that? Uh, you look at like the pattern. I mean, is it that he needed room for these things? And right. then so uh, they're, they're making room or could he have, you know, kept all of his memories and also uh, had these memories from, from long ago. But yeah. And then he, then he has that moment where he realizes he blew, he blew the horn of a lyre. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. And that, and that now since he's done that, that may tie him to, the Aes Sedai, and they may want him, or they may need to keep. You he know, needs to get out of there. He's got to get out. He's got to get. He's got to get out. So, it's like on one hand, it's like I trust the Aes Sedai, and the other hand, I'm like I don't. Right? It's like I feel like I trust them more than I trust the White Cloaks. Mm-hmm. You know, like imagine what would happen if they they had been like saved by the White Cloaks, and you have the Horn of Valir. They might kill you. Oh, uh, who dude. knows? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and so, and that's the thing too is that you're a little bit more cautious with if you. At least the Aes Sedai and, and, and Suan, right? You're seeing um, the value in someone who's Taviran. They've blown the horn. Uh, possibly there's some someone that we can, if they're on our side, it's a great tool or asset or something that we can right. work with uh, is, is how they see it. Um, yeah. So. Okay. All right. As well. Hey, let's head over to our pigeons. Yeah. We actually have one uh, today. This is pretty cool. And so, guys, if you send these in, uh, we'll we, we will read them, man. I'm, I'm happy to have this one. So. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is from I'm. Uh. Is it Imran? Imran. I might have might have said um, that wrong. I, um. Yeah. I. I don't know. He's yeah. from the. He's from the UK. From so. the UK, which is pretty cool. Cool. We've got people across the pond. Uh. Listen to the old podcast, which is great. He says, "Hi guys. First off, I wanted to um commend you both for creating a wonderfully accessible podcast for first time readers such as myself. And on that, I want to say thank you for saying that. That's uh, what we were trying to do." And I know sometimes um, it is very difficult to kind of keep it really just right. in this. Uh, it's uh, there. I've had I've had to edit uh, the, the last episode. I had to edit two things out where I misspoke and I said someone else's name. Right, and I, and like, I didn't oh, catch it. And then you had no like, idea. I was like, yeah. I, made, like, I was making a note in the doc. I was like, edit that out. And then I know you didn't even catch it, and most people wouldn't catch it. But those veteran readers would be like, "Es just said, Es just said something." <laughs> you know, that person's name. What the heck? So uh, I, we, yeah, we're always working on that. Definitely trying to to keep it um, suitable for first time readers and fun stuff in there for uh, veteran readers as well. So it's nice to read along with you guys because it's difficult to find a connection to the community without risking reading spoilers. And that's the big thing, right? Is that 
you go to the wiki and even just one paragraph down, I know this has happened to you before, as you're reading about someone, you're like, oh shoot, like, cause it's just a big summary. And, yeah. and when you're reading and you're trying to get some more understanding of what's going on, you slip into spoiler and you're like, right. oh crap, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but you, you want to understand, it's always good, I think, to stop and have a better understanding of what's happening if you can, if you can even go back and reread it or try to put the pieces together and get a better picture of what's going on because it helps you then from there make better connections to things that are coming right. uh, as, as you experience them. So, so yeah, uh, that's good. So I've actually just started the Shadow Rising, so I'm a bit ahead, but I'm eagerly awaiting part two of The Dragon Reborn. Um, hope it goes live soon, and it will. Thank you. Uh, one thing I would like to comment on, if possible, is Perrin's relationship with his wolf side. Because I must admit uh, to getting slightly confused about how it works. Is he channeling a wolf spirit? Or is it working towards a shape-shifting situation? Um, if you could touch on that at some point, I would really appreciate it. Many thanks. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, for sending this in very very happy to have it and really really cool to kind of get questions uh about that I and i don't think that we entirely know it's just mm -hmm. it's just that it's something he's got he's got the yellow eyes he can obviously sniff stuff mm -hmm. um and it just it just it just seems it just seems like it's going to be one of these things that it's like it takes a good while before we really really understand it but we know that it has something to do with um oh god and i'm blanking on his name um elias elias yeah right mm -hmm. yeah and so and so there's there's something going on there yeah yeah uh, and and so he's similar to elias right? right so we know that we know that elias uh kind of talks about he used to be a his warder. past being a warder and what happened to him chased off uh or too many Aes Sedai kind of thinking like when something's unknown right they, they jump to the conclusion well dark it could be a dark, dark power, friend dark right. friend or it's just so unknown that we want to study it and we're very interested in it, which that could be bothersome. Um, Huron being a sniffer, that's something that is... So a lot of what... Like when, when I said I talk about ancient things and ancient powers or things that were known, there were, there were things that were known in the Age of Legends during Luce Theron Telemann's time, the dragon, right? They could do things that nowadays... These Aes Sedai have no, no clue. clue. No clue. Um, when they were looking at the portal stone, duh, barely understand it. They've got a few snippets here and there from the Age of Legends. What they have said so far to this point in the series is that what Huron and what Min and what Perrin have, these strange kind of abilities that are curious to the Aes Sedai, they seem to be something that predates... The right. age of legends, and you're like, right. "Whoa, that's old." Whoa, I mean, yeah. well, like, what is that 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 is kind of coming back here? And so, I don't know. Um, I would say, I think the only thing I could probably say is, is that it's not necessarily uh, channeling um, of, of of any kind, and that seems to be something. Ooh, I don't know. That's tough yeah. to answer without actually going into Spoiling all the details it. about it. And because I can tell you right now, I don't think that I. That what we, do you think? I don't. No, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I haven't. We haven't read mm -hmm. um, exactly how it's how it's done yet. We just know that he has it, and even even you know, you go back to the eye of the world when you find when Moraine finds out he has yellow eyes. She's like, hold on a second, right? When they all meet in the tavern, but that's just kind of that's just kind of it. I don't think we found out about it yet, right? 
Um, so here, here we go, and this is just. I'll see how much of this I can, I can kind of read. Um, I think you may be entering spoiler territory quick because I don't think we've gotten there. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Because I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, rem- I don't feel like I've read it. Yeah. Okay. We just know. We know that they just came across the village right. where they had. Uh, As can name? explain it on Patreon. I can explain it on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. Although there's not really a great, great answer um, for for this for this question. It's it's a really good question. Yeah, and it's one of those things that like. As you go along in the series, you're sort of like you get little tiny bits and bits and bits, and you're like, yes, this is building, and it's it's great. But you get a lot more understanding about the Aes Sedai, the One Power, and what they can do quick. But some of these other things that right. you keep thinking, like men, yeah, like I like I don't think we're gonna figure just out men. I don't think we're there. gonna figure out men's power until like the end. Yeah, the, the, some of those things you just gotta hang on right uh, all the way and, and until the end, and that is that's kind of it's part of the ride. Uh, and telling you anything about it might actually. Um, you know, spoil it, yeah. spoil it a little bit, but but I will say um, we do know that he's he's hearing the thoughts, right? Not just of one wolf, but of other wolves. Yeah. Um, his eyes have shifted. He can sometimes almost sense where they are. Uh, he knows when they're following. He tries to block it out. Um, he has recently seen, well, in his dreams and stuff, he's had like basically wolf spirit guides, right? Right. So that's been interesting. Um, yeah, and and so we in in Moraine has just told us that it's something ancient. Yeah, ancient, ancient. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. But I would just say that it's, it is separate from the whole channeling thing. So, okay. yeah, yeah, cool, great, great, uh, great thought, and, and I'm really happy to to have one of those for for the podcast. So, but that is the Dragon Reborn Part Two. Yeah. Wow, it's yeah. good, man. This feels good. Hey, so next time we're gonna be talking chapters. 20 to 27 so just a little bit shorter of a reading schedule but guys stay tuned uh make sure to hit up our patreon for that more you know we got we got we certainly have more content over there and we'll be keeping an eye out for any kind of big show news of something something were to drop and you have something else? yeah well i just i just want to say like i i would love to um like i said hopefully this weekend i can get the Nicole uh, Whitaker kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, episode up so you guys can check that out. One of our patrons, longtime friend of our podcasting projects. And uh, I, I would love to get to meet some of our other patrons. You know, because we're on there just chatting and, and stuff. Um, as long as, and again, again, I know some people are kind of nervous about like, well, can, you know, if, if we get on there, what if we start talking about stuff that I kind of forget? Spoilers. Things will be marked Trust spoilers me. if it's deep spoilers. Yeah. And, and also when we're just doing, when we're just doing a hangout, it's more just getting to know you guys. What do you think oh, about yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. That, we don't even have to talk about Wheel of Time. That's just a get to know you kind of session. But even when we do talk spoilers, because I want to bring this up in the fall um, and bring some of you guys in here and just talk about some of your favorite parts of the series uh, for veteran readers, don't feel like you have to know the entire series inside and out. There oh, is yeah. literally no way. No way. No way. I mean, I, I have uh, what we do beforehand is I go through and, uh, one, I reread it every time that we that we get into it. I also have a bunch of wikis and resources in front of me, and I have my own notes and stuff that I've gone and looked at. Um, but if you were to ask me, I mean, I, I know uh, the series and I know exactly, I know the sequence of events, but then you want to get on into some of those mysteries and nuances and stuff. It's tough. It's a yeah. lot. And that's that's why we have such great great resources around uh, the fandom. So don't ever worry about that because it'll be a lot of fun, real chill, real easy going. And it's always great to me. This is my spirit, anyways. When someone brings up something that I had forgotten, and you're like, "Oh 
wow i mean like yeah. it always it always makes it cool because because like something that stood out to somebody else in the series whether it's um even this happens in game of thrones in game of thrones all the time uh where you read something really stuck to you a line you pulled it out i'm like i don't remember that that's freaking awesome you know yeah. that's like it's it adds to sort of it's just it's too big yeah yeah and it's and that's and that's okay so don't be intimidated by those. Those will be fun uh, kind of Zoom hangouts that we want to do there. And I think we're going to do that for um, anyone $5 and up uh, in, in Patreon and, and try to get some of that going just to, just to get to know people. So Absolutely. All right, guys. With that, we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will be discussing The Dragon Reborn, chapters 20 to 27. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofalir at gmail.com. We will see you soon, and remember that the grave is no bar to our call. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.